Hey there, I'm Edwina Kennedy, registered pediatric dietitian and mom of two, and this is the My Little Eater podcast. Each week, I'll be dishing out all the best info on feeding and nutrition for your baby and toddler, answering all of your what do I do when scenarios, and helping you gain complete confidence in not only feeding your child, but in parenting as well. Every episode is filled with actionable and proven feeding strategies delivered by a mama and a feeding expert who's been there and done that. I hold your hand and take you step-by-step through all stages of feeding while showing you how to implement what I teach you so that you can raise a happy and healthy little eater of your own. Let's do this. Hey there, welcome back to the My Little Eater podcast. Today we're talking all about the top foods to start with when starting solids. Now it's really common for first time parents to feel a little bit overwhelmed by the idea of starting solids, particularly how to start and what foods to start with. It really just seems like, you know, you finally get a hang of this whole milk feeding thing, you're in your little groove, and then boom, it's time to throw another curveball at you with some solid food. So I'm going to help clarify some things for you, make things a little bit simpler, and especially if you're starting with baby led weaning, um, but even if you're doing purees, I know you really want to make sure you get things just right so that it's easy for your baby to learn how to eat, get a hang of the process, while also making sure they're safe as well. So today I'm going to lay down the foundations for what foods you'll want to start with. I'm going to start with a truth bomb though (laughs) because technically speaking there is no one food that's going to be better than another to start with and many people hear that and they're like what are you talking about but it's true. You don't have to start with a particular food. You don't have to start with baby cereal like so many people think. You don't have to start with bland food. And you know, you don't even have to really start with even just one food at a time. As long as it meets the basic criteria that it's a safe texture for your baby, and if you're doing baby led weaning that it's easy for your baby to hold, you're generally pretty good. I mean, and when it comes to introducing food in a particular order, you really can just do whatever you want. There's gonna be a few caveats in the sense that if it's a highly allergenic food, you don't want to have another highly allergenic food introduced within that first couple days, but generally you really can just mix it up and it can be as simple as taking whatever whole foods you're eating that night for dinner and making some simple modifications at the table. There will obviously be some nutritional considerations like avoiding salt and sugar, but honestly, don't let anyone tell you that you have to start with a certain set of foods or you need a meal plan when starting out. Now, That probably sounds just a little bit oversimplified, so let me do you a real favor and dish out some tips around what foods I personally would suggest. But remember, you're not mandated to start with these foods or follow my suggestions exactly. Now, a lot of parents get really worried about jumping right into a mixed food or starting with maybe like a more intimidating texture like meat. And I totally understand that. It can be scary sometimes, especially with thoughts crossing your mind like, but my baby has no teeth. But the thing is teeth, I'm going to say it right now, they are not necessary for starting solids or even starting with finger foods. Babies have really strong gums and they can chew with their gums. There is no teeth that's required. But even knowing that, parents might still want to, you know, test the waters, see what it's like with some really simple, easy, easy textures, which I agree with. But the thing is, they'll often start with 
super thinned out purees or super, super, super soft finger foods first. They're like literally mush. So often when you're starting with these soft fruits, these soft cooked vegetables, I see that they keep giving them to their baby for weeks or even months until their baby quote unquote gets a hang of eating and they feel more comfortable. And while that's definitely okay, it's just good to know that we don't want to hang out in this zone for too long. It's not necessary, nor is it ideal for most healthy term babies to be on purees for weeks or even months. They can handle varied, safe textures right from the beginning and exposing them to lots of different textures from the beginning is actually really beneficial to helping prevent picky eating. And in my baby led feeding online course, I actually show you how to work with your baby to move them up through different textures using what I call the texture timeline. And it's basically just a guide that moves your baby up in textures one by one as they master the previous one. So this is really important. And if you know my work at all, you know I'm a huge proponent of offering a variety of textures early on. So I just want to stress that even in that first month of starting solids, we really don't want to only be offering only those super easy puree textures once and assuming once your baby has shown that they can actually handle them. Now, in addition to wanting to start with extremely soft textures, sometimes parents keep their baby solely on fruits or vegetables for again, a few weeks or even a month or even two months because of some crazy info that they have heard or seen floating around on the internet that have inaccurate food introduction timelines. So these timelines usually state something like, oh, vegetables have to be introduced before fruit or um, that all these foods have to come before starches or that has to come before protein. But again, that's not true. As mentioned before, there's no specific order that you have to introduce foods or food groups in. And it is a total myth that if you start your baby on fruits before vegetables, they're going to develop some kind of preference for sweet things. I mean, listen, babies are humans and humans in general have a preference for glucose, AKA sweet things. And even if you think about it, breast milk itself is sweet. So it's not even like you're avoiding exposing them to sweet flavors by, you know, introducing vegetables before fruits. Now, of course, fruits and veggies are absolutely great for getting certain vitamins and nutrients, and we want to introduce them to our babies frequently, but Keep in mind, they're low calorie foods that don't provide a whole bunch of other nutrients that your baby needs. So they're not high in iron, they have no protein, they have no fat, and all of those are very important for a developing baby. But the biggest one that we wanna focus on from food specifically, that breast milk doesn't actually provide enough of by around six months of age and on, is iron. And I will definitely be doing a podcast episode all about the importance of iron for babies and high iron foods, but for now, just know that it's a nutrient that you can only get through food because our bodies don't synthesize iron on its own. And breast milk, unfortunately, although it's amazing in a million different ways, it doesn't have enough iron to meet all the needs of a baby after six months of age. So that's why my recommendation is to actually begin incorporating iron-rich foods right from the beginning rather than solely fruits and vegetables so that your baby gets used to it and begins to receive the benefits of iron right away. Even if they're not really eating a whole lot because they're not going to in the beginning, they might just, you know, suck on something or nibble something, just get little teeny bits of food in their mouth. 
that's okay. They're practicing with these types of foods, those high iron foods, the flavors that come with them. And that means that they're going to become accustomed to them and eating them a lot better, getting that nutrition and the iron that they need a lot sooner. And no, this doesn't mean that that food, that high iron food has to be iron fortified cereal. Let's just bust another myth here that this food is the one that you have to start your baby on. It's not. It is a great source of iron and it is an easy texture, but there are lots of other high iron foods that you can offer, again, in a variety of other textures that also work just as great. And I love to recommend introducing not just different textures, but different flavors right from the beginning so that you can get them used to the fact that, hey, every meal and every food will have a different taste, which infant cereal doesn't really accomplish. So although it's a fine option, it's not mandatory, nor should it be the only option. Finally, in general, we really want to introduce highly allergenic foods early on, beginning at around six months of age to reduce the risk of developing allergies. We have really strong research that's showing that this is going to be much more beneficial as if we introduce those highly allergenic foods early and often. Now, there's no need to rush to introduce every single allergenic food right away, but introducing maybe one to two a week in that first month is a good practice to keep in mind. So... With all of that being said, I'm going to give you some suggestions for foods that hit the mark for all these different criteria that I just kind of mentioned while keeping it super easy for you as a parent. Now, I'm not huge on fancy and complicated baby recipes and finger foods, just, you know, simple whole foods with various spices and herbs if you like that'll do the trick and keep it easy for you. So here we go with top food number one. And that is bananas, specifically bananas that are rolled in or mixed with wheat germ or ground flaxseed. So let's start with why bananas. Bananas are one of the least intimidating first foods to start with, which makes it a really popular choice amongst parents. It's sweet, it's soft, it's mushy, and it requires no real preparation. So what you can do is I like to serve the banana as a finger food. You can peel the banana completely. You can quarter it lengthwise, and then you'll end up with these long finger-shaped pieces that you can give to your baby. If you're pureeing, of course, you can mash the banana up with a fork um, and if needed, you know, thin it out with a little breast milk or formula. But what I'm going to suggest here, again, is a tiny modification that you can do to this banana to take it from being a low iron source to a pretty good iron source in a jiffy. And that is, you know, if it's a finger food, simply coat the banana in either ground flaxseed or some wheat germ. Or again, if it's a puree, mix the ground flaxseed or wheat germ right in with that mashed banana. Now, I like to use ground flaxseed by Bob's Red Mill. If you're in Nova Scotia in Canada, you will probably find this in your grocery store. I really like the brand, but really any will do. It has about 4% of your baby's iron requirements and just a couple tablespoons. So it really, you know, is a little iron boost that you can get from a low iron food. But not only that, using ground flaxseed actually increases the nutrient absorption compared to using whole flaxseed. So Fun tidbit, humans, we can't really actually digest whole flaxseed when it has the shell on it. We need it shelled or ground up so that we can actually absorb those nutrients. So that's why I suggest ground flaxseed. And one more thing is that coating it in something like that or the wheat germ actually helps your baby to be able to grip onto the banana, pick it up a lot easier, especially if you find they struggle with how slippery it is. Okay, now food number two, which I recommend starting with is 
avocado. And again, a little twist to it is by rolling this one in iron fortified infant cereal. Okay, so avocado, the reason why I recommend this is because A, yes, it's a super soft food that most parents feel really comfortable offering, but a big benefit of avocado is that it's really high in fat and high in calories, which are both going to be important for your growing baby. And especially in the beginning where, you know, again, they're not going to be eating a whole lot. They might only get little tiny bits of food in. It's good to give them a really nutrient dense food like that. That's going to provide them with a little bit of calories and fat, even if they only get a little bit in their mouth. So you can serve the avocado in quarters, so either with or without the skin. I prefer to keep the skin partially on like each quarter just for better grip for your baby but again there's a hack here and that is to coat it in something and so for this one I'm going to recommend doing an iron fortified cereal that'll give it a little bit of an iron boost and make it easier for your baby to hold on to. Now food number three is egg. Egg egg egg. I love eggs. We eat eggs all the time. We're obsessed probably I mean it's daily. Daily for us for sure but eggs um, are one of my favorite baby led weaning foods or foods to even just puree and give to your baby because they're so versatile and really eggs are a great kind of more complete meal for both you and your baby so you can share the same meal. Um, what I like to do is make what I call a baby omelet and I say baby omelet not traditional omelet because usually those traditional omelets have milk or cream that are mixed into them for that extra fluff factor. And because we only want to introduce one allergenic food at a time, an egg is an allergenic food, mixing in a dairy product like milk or cream is confusing things. And in case your baby has an allergic reaction, we really wanna isolate those two allergenic foods so that you can see where a reaction might be coming from if they should have one. So that's why a baby omelet recipe really just involves taking that egg, whisking it up, you know, you can add some spices or herbs if you like, and then you can fry it lightly until it's cooked through. Um, you can cut it into strips and then serve it to your baby. Or again, cook it up either in an omelet or even just scrambled form and puree it if that's the route you're going. And you can even let your baby self feed the pureed egg on a spoon if you want. Um, or of course, you can spoon feed it to them if they haven't started with self feeding or finger foods at all yet. Okay. Food number four that I like to kind of introduce in those beginning stages is beans. All right, so beans are one of my favorites because it's a good source of protein, got some fiber, and it's also a good non-heme iron source. So what I mean by non-heme, now you have, I'm going to do a, again, a full podcast episode all about iron, but just really quickly, you have heme iron sources, which are animal-based iron sources, and then you have non-heme iron sources, which are plant-based iron sources. So beans are obviously plant-based. Now the thing with non-heme iron sources is they aren't absorbed in the body as well as the animal-based sources. So what you do is you add some type of vitamin C source in with that non-heme iron source in order to increase the absorption of iron. Okay, I hope I haven't confused you too much, but basically what I'm gonna tell you to do is go ahead, mash up the beans, right? Because babies early on, they can't pick up beans with, with their fingers. They don't have pincer grasp developed yet. So mash up the beans. And if you're doing baby led weaning, go ahead and spread those beans on a lightly toasted piece of bread. So you can get like toast fingers, spread it on, and then you can squeeze a little bit of lemon juice or lime juice on there for that vitamin C source. And if you're pureeing, do the exact same thing. You can take your lemon, your lime, squeeze it in with the beans, 
mash it up or smooth it if you want, but I like a little bit of lumps, challenge your baby a little bit and offer that to your baby. Now, a quick note, the wheat in the bread is considered to be an allergenic food, but the beans are not. So you can go ahead and serve those two together right from the beginning, wait a couple days before introducing another highly allergenic food, and then you'll be able to attribute any possible reaction to the wheat itself. All right, the next food, so this is uh, food number five that I recommend starting with. It's not often thought of, but it's tofu. So tofu is another high iron meat alternative that's made of soy and it comes in a variety of textures ranging from soft all the way to firm and basically it absorbs any flavor that you cook it with. So for babies, if you're doing, you know, baby led weaning, you would choose maybe like a medium to a firm texture so that it holds its shape when your baby tries to pick it up. If you're pureeing, you might want to go with a softer texture tofu. But I love this because it's easy for your baby to eat and chew on. It doesn't require much prep. You can just slice it up, throw it on a pan and lightly fry it, or you could bake it on a baking sheet. It's super easy. And then again, go ahead and add some type of vitamin C source to your tofu because again, this is a plant-based iron source. So you could cook the tofu in a tomato-based sauce, or you could again, take that lemon or lime juice, super easy, and just spritz it on after it's done cooking and then offer it to your baby that way. Okay, moving on to my sixth food that I recommend starting with is salmon. So salmon, I think, is one of the most perfect first foods for baby because, can you guess what I'm going to say? It's a high iron food and it's a healthy fat. Plus, it's super soft, it's flaky, it's tender, it sort of meets all of the criteria. If you can serve salmon in strips or in large pieces that are kind of broken off of a full piece of a cooked salmon for your baby to hold on to, I think that's great. If you're pureeing it, go ahead and puree it. If your baby, you know, continually squishes the salmon in their fist or their hand or they're having like a hard time picking it up, you could always throw it in a food processor or a blender with a little bit of cooked potato or quinoa or rice and form it into patties and then cook it on a pan. That will firm it up nicely while keeping that soft, easy, crumbly texture for your baby. So salmon patties or even salmon balls, those are all wonderful ways to make it easier to hold and they make a really great meal for the whole family. And I will note here that salmon is a highly allergenic food, seafood in general is, so this is one of those ones that you might want to just be careful of when you're introducing to wait a couple of days before introducing another highly allergenic food. Okay, we're moving on to food number seven. Are you ready for it? Slow cooked meat. <laughs> so I had to bring meat in here because I think it's a wonderful first food to offer. It has the most absorbable form of iron. Like I said, this is an animal based source of iron and it can be cooked in such a way that I promise you it is soft and it's easy for your baby to manage. I do have a blog post all about the different ways to serve meat. It's a really good one if you're interested, so I will link that in the show notes for you. But a quick little mention of the best way, kind of the softest way to offer meat for your baby, especially when they're first starting out, is to slow cook it. Honestly, the other day I slow cooked a whole chicken and the breast meat just disintegrated in my hand when I applied a little bit of pressure in between my thumb and forefinger. I'm pretty sure I cooked it on, I think I only cooked it for like four or five hours on low heat. 
and it cooked beautifully. And then the thighs and the legs, because they're more fatty, they're actually even more tender, even more soft, even more juicy. So if you want, start with those pieces of slow cooked meat because they're gonna be even easier for your baby to figure out how to eat. So slow cooked pork or beef, those work as well, just as well as chicken. Um, You know, basically choose a nice fatty piece of meat. Again, just check out the blog post for lots and lots more info on this. All right, we are at my last of the top foods that I'm going to talk about today. There's so many more that I could talk about, but we're going to stop it here. So food number eight is a veggie. Because I know you'll all be like, come on, Edwina, veggies are what we want our babies to love. And that, my friends, is true. So here's my suggestion. I'm, you know, going to suggest any veggie, really, because, again, there's no right or wrong. There's no specific one that's better than another. But just to get the ideas flowing and not always resort to, you know, sweet potato, try a roasted carrot or a zucchini. Whether you do that in stick form or mashed or puree form, it doesn't matter. But it's just something a little bit different as a first flavor and you can let your baby become accustomed to it. And you know me, I'm going to add something extra in there to boost the nutritional content, even of something as amazing as a veggie. So I'm going to suggest for a little bit more fat that you liberally coat that vegetable in olive oil or coconut oil if you want, even avocado oil. All of those are great options for healthy fats that you can just put on there before you actually roast your vegetables. I love to roast them. I think they turn out so delicious, Um, super soft if you do it the right way. Different veggies require different roasting times. I've got tons of recipes in my baby led feeding online course. But basically, roast till you get that nice, soft, mushy texture. You know, add some garlic or onion on there for a little bit of flavor exposure if you want. And have some fun with some variety. You can always offer sweet potato after that. But (laughs) try something new maybe if you want, just for some more ideas. So there you have it. My suggestions for some great first foods to start with when first starting solids. So serve one of these foods per day if you like and see how comfortable you and your baby are. And then, you know, you can move on to more challenging textures and you can get creative. And if you're looking for a step-by-step walkthrough of how to introduce purees, but mostly a big focus on finger foods to your baby in a fun, stress-free way, you've got to check out my baby led feeding online course. It has literally helped thousands of parents feel confident and excited to feed their babies and really raise an adventurous eater. So I want to know, what are your favorite starter foods? I want you to leave me a review and let me know literally in the review, what foods did you start your baby on or what were the best ones? What did you have most success with? I read each and every single review and I would love to know if you're out there and listening and what ideas you guys have for other parents. So thanks in advance and until next time, have a great day.